Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. This is the podcast where we're exploring the digital revolution and the remarkable changes taking place in the business world, our personal lives, and everywhere else in between, if there is anything left in between. We're very happy today to have a chance to speak with Financial CE, Financial Force CEO Scott Brown. Um, there's some big news going on at Financial Force, Scott. And uh, first, it's great to see you. Good to see you too, Bob. It's great to be here. Yeah. So, Scott, uh, lots of things going on, right? You've got a, a well-known company, successful, but looks like you're doing some things to prepare for an even more successful future. Yeah, we've had a fantastic uh, almost 14-year history with the company. It was founded in 2009 and uh, it was originally founded as a company to develop an ERP system on Force.com, hence the name Financial Force. And we've had a lot of success over the last 14 years in that space. But also during that time, we've invested really heavily in our PSA product. People know us for professional services automation, probably more than anything else that we do in the marketplace. And in the last year, we've entered three new markets, services CPQ, we've entered the FP&A space, and we've entered the customer success space. So I felt like we had outgrown our name. And what I'm here to announce is we have a new name. So Financial Force is actually becoming Certinia, which is pretty exciting for all of us. Well, Scott, you know, along the lines of what you said there about where the company has been, right, um, well known as a cloud ERP provider, but not in the sense of maybe what some people think of as ERP around supply chain and, you know, manufacturing companies, industrial companies. But you're actually going after that whole, as you mentioned, that whole, you know, massive services business with a sort of a very purpose-built, specifically designed new set of modern solutions for the services side. How's that going to work, Scott? Uh, it's a great question, Bob. You know, if you look at the history of IT solutions, the vast majority of them have been built, and, and I came from this background, on a history of the product ID was sort of the center of their universe, right? It was a product ID that was in an inventory master, rolled to a bill of materials, rolled to MRP, and rolled to ERP and DRP type solutions. And everything was built around the product ID sort of as the center of their universe, right? The center of our universe is a person, mm -hmm. right? We focus on the people and people are not products and products are not people. People have skills, they have backgrounds, they have capabilities, they have experiences, they have certain rates that they might build their time at. They have all these dimensions to them that make them very, very different and unique. And everything that we have built has been building solutions for that service economy that's all around the person. So this is kind of an underserved part of the IT market. There's very few solutions that are built that way. And especially when you think about how many companies have large services organizations and need to manage those resources to deliver for their customers, it's a big challenge for them. And our solutions are purpose-built around that people as the center of our universe and that service economy business. Mm -hmm. Well, Scott, you know, the I, I applaud your efforts here because on the one hand, you said it's been 14 successful years for what was financial force. And, um, you know, the, this whole notion of changing the name, uh, coming up with a new set or almost like a new slice of a traditional category ERP to put people at the center of things and uh, services companies really to focus on that. So um, lots of different pieces going on here. And this is coming out at a time when I think every company, 
every sort of industry, every part of the world, companies are struggling to achieve some sense of certainty, right? We hear all about the uncertain economic climate we're in, and your name certainly capitalizes on that, but it's it's uh, it's got to be an elusive outcome, right, for companies to achieve so many things changing. How do they get to that point, Scott, of certainty, and how can Certinia help with that, especially with some of the new AI solutions you've got? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, Bob. You know, when most folks are looking at their process flows, they tend to have all these silos, right, of automation. And what we're developing and have delivered in the marketplace is really a platform for services businesses. Everything from an opportunity to renewal is now integrated together into one platform. And, you know, that's the way that you can deliver with certainty. One of the biggest issues you have when you're in the service economy businesses is the as quoted versus the as delivered are almost always out of alignment with each other, right? So you're in a pre-sales process and you're quoting a engagement, you're talking about all the great things you can do for your customer, but you actually haven't reached into the resources that you're gonna use and see if they're available and see what their billable rates are. What's the margin? What's the project milestones I would build against? And how do I deliver a great experience for that customer? And these things are always out of alignment. By having a system that runs all the way from opportunity to renewal, we bring those things into alignment with each other and have the as quoted and as delivered very much in sync with each other. That means you have certainty in your margin profile, you have certainty in your resource utilization, you have certainty in the outcome that you're gonna deliver for your customer. So that's the way that we deliver certainty is giving people that longitudinal view from opportunity to renewal and giving them a platform where everything is integrated and works together. Scott, can you offer some perspective on that, right, too? Because you, you've you emphasized this point, you know, from, in some ways, the opportunity to outcome. Uh, and you used a, a, a more eloquent term for it. But really, I think that's what, you know, businesses are looking for today, right? Instead of saying, okay, to achieve that, you know, from here to there, I've got to put six or seven mismatched pieces together and make those work. That's got to be now with what you're offering. That has to help customers be able to uh, not only have a single unified system that goes end to end, but also that that such a critical thing today of people being able to have access to their data, right? And what's coming out of this, how that works. So could you talk a little bit about that from the customer side and the benefits that they achieve from having this end to end uh, solution here from Certinia? Yeah, yeah. So we have over 1,400 customers that are using our solution to run their business end to end. And there are people that you know, some of the largest companies in the world, Siemens is an example of this. I actually lived at uh, Cisco for 22 years and I used the system at Cisco. I used it at Teradata when I was a customer there. Um, HP Enterprise uses us end to end to run their entire services business. Salesforce does, Philips does. And all these customers have the same kind of challenges. When I talk to them, I ask them two things right up front. Number one, what's your resource utilization, right? Oh, it's 50%, 55%, 60%, whatever it is. What do you want it to be? Oh, we want it to be 75 80%. Great. Second question, what's your margin per project? Oh, it's 8%. What do you want it to be? Oh, 22%. And then you grab the bar napkin and you sit down and you say, well, you've got, you know, 4,000 services people, you got this amount of resource utilization improvement, you got this many projects, you got much this much margin improvement. And these systems pay for themselves in like four and a half months. 
because you can actually deliver the tangible results you're trying to deliver, whether it's resource utilization, project milestones, better margins for projects. And services businesses are inherently really hard for these large companies to run, right? They're almost a mystery box to the CFO, to the COO, to the CEO. This is an opportunity for them to have some certainty in how they deliver that solution in the marketplace and ultimately how they deliver for their customers. So we have over 1,400 very large customers that are using us end-to-end today to run the entire services experience that ultimately benefits their customers. Yeah. Scott, it's interesting too, you mentioned that, you know, time-tested solution, the bar napkin. So it's, <laughs> it's still quite very current, right? Uh, but yes. Scott, I want, and I want to be sure I heard that, right? You weren't talking about four and a half years, you mentioned four and a half months, right? Yes. It's amazing how quick the payback can be. But when you think about it, services businesses are all predicated on the efficiency of the way you deliver with people. And even a one or two or three point improvement when you're dealing with tens of thousands of consultants is an enormous amount of payback. In fact, I was with a customer down in Australia just the other day. It's a hundred million dollar payback for them just to put our system in. So this kind of solution, you know, there are a lot of solutions in the IT world that have a very soft payback, right? I'll get you a little bit better malware protection or I'll make you a little bit better at collaboration. This kind of solution is a system of record to run multi-billion dollar services businesses and get tremendous operational improvements. So it isn't hard, you know, the bar napkin is uh, kind of a easy way to have the conversation and a fun way to have the conversation. But at the end of the day, people recognize it isn't difficult to figure out how I get the payback. The difficult part is having the will to make the institutional change to put in a system like this and run your business on it. it. That's hard to do. And Scott, I just want to check with you too, because you mentioned, you know, some huge, uh, highly successful global corporations there where, you know, you've gone in and financial force now, Certinia has has really done some great things for them. So Certinia is just for very big companies, you're, you also scale down to mid-market as well. What's the sweet spot? Uh, it's really mid-market up through enterprise. So companies like Elastic, as an example, or Avalara is well known for tax preparation or DocuSign or others. We fit in that mid-market and we fit in enterprise. We are not the SNSMB at all. So there's lots of solutions that people can seek out if they're in the small um, portion of the pyramid. And over time, they may grow into our solution. But mid-market and above, so an Avalara and Elastic do just as well as somebody sitting like a Siemens or a Cisco at the top of the pyramid. Okay. So, Scott... um... We had talked some about that need that every company has today, that elusive effort to achieve certainty. The other thing that we just hear at Acceleration Economy over and over from all the different businesses we talk to, big, small, every sort of industry, they say, I've got to find ways to move faster. So everything from having the data accessible that from which they can analyze and then make better decisions uh, they all want to get quicker returns on their technology investments, not just that that's the end of it, but get that so that then the technology can be used so that these businesses can begin to move at the speed of their customers. Is that something that Certinia can help businesses achieve? Yeah, we're, you know, we're actually really central to solving that problem. So as an example, we sit on top of the Salesforce platform and we're natively built there. And one of the things that people struggle with as they bring tools into their IT environment is, oh, I have 
three or four or five different places I have a customer master and I have to API between them. Oh, I have three or four or five places I have an inventory master. I have three or four or five places I have an opportunity record. In our world, everything fits together. Everything is one opportunity sitting in Salesforce, one customer sitting in Salesforce, one user, one security profile. It's all working together in real time. There's no APIs, there's no data synchronization. And so for the customer, they're able to actually sit there in real time and model, right? Using these AI capabilities like dynamic trial balance, dynamic resource, they can actually predictively say in a project, here's where I actually see we're gonna have problems in the future. We just brought this out in our most recent release, a predictive dashboard that looks ahead and actually says, based on all the data and what's happening, we predict these problems are coming in the future, you should deal with them. So it's really about making sure that you actually don't have data replication, you don't have synchronization, you don't have APIs in your environment, but you pick platforms that you anchor on and all of them are using the same data in real time. And so we do that natively on Salesforce. So if you use Salesforce CRM and you use Service Cloud and you have all those capabilities built in, you don't ever have to worry about an upgrade. You don't ever have to worry about data synchronization. And when you're doing modeling, the beautiful thing about AI tools is if you have all the data in the right place and it's learning along the way as you do your workflows, it can do amazing things. We have Einstein Analytics built natively into our system, which has this AI capability built in, guess what? If you have to do it from 26 different data sources and sync them together, you're probably not going to have a good outcome. We bring it all together in one platform. So yes, we're a big part of solving that problem that I think you articulated really well, Bob. It's it just for people that don't think about the platform aspect of this, and if they set themselves up for success, the tools can help them immensely in, in their decision-making. You know, Scott, I just want to touch on what, what you mentioned there, too, about some of the AI capabilities there within, you know, the, the Certinia's suite of solutions. Um, understandably, there's a lot of concern you hear about people today, like, oh, you know, AI equals job displacement. But what you're describing is you've got professionals in these services organizations. They're going to be able to spend less time doing somewhat low value grunt type of work that's being automated they can move up and do those more innovative, customer-facing, growth-oriented sorts of jobs, right? Yeah, and you know, when you speak to the service economy workers, right, that low value stuff makes them crazy. Yeah. They hate having to do that. And so if you can automate that and allow them to do the things they love, which is being in front of their customers, providing the intellectual horsepower that they have on how to implement their technology and their solution, they're happier. And what's interesting is for many of those folks, they have aspirations like, hey, I want to work on this technology in the future. I want to work on this vertical. I want to, you know, cross train into a new part of the solution or a new buying center or a new part of my customer's business. They are people. They want to have a rich, wonderful career journey. So in addition to us staffing projects and making them profitable and having great resource utilization, sometimes you forget along the way about how important the person is and making sure they're doing high value work, work that they're learning, that they're continuing their career progression. Then the people stay with those services firms as opposed to leaving to do something new because they weren't fulfilled. So there's not just the optimizing for the operational efficiencies, there's definitely the optimizing for the employee experience and them having a great and rich career journey. Yeah, and if uh, these businesses, services businesses, Scott, are spending uh, you know, an inordinate amount of time um, 
dealing with attrition, new employees, getting them up to speed again, then it's harder to get on the other side, those, you know, business outcomes that you've described. So that's, it's so vital today. And Scott, I wanted to ask you along those lines too, in a prior conversation, you had talked about the term services as a business. Could you talk about what that means, you know, particularly with the specialization now that Certinia is moving into? Yeah, the, you know, the whole industry talks about software as a service, right? But they actually have been an industry that has not paid attention to investing in creating a service as a business capability. So when you think about it, services are big businesses. In fact, if you look at the businesses that are out there, the service side of many of these businesses, like an HP, like a Siemens, like a Splunk, are actually growing much faster than the software or product side of the business. So they're becoming even bigger. And so how do I actually create a platform that makes service as a business a reality? And how do I make that a growth area for our business that's highly profitable and also impacts the mothership of the software or products that they create? So services as a business is really a term that we coined around creating that business model capability where people can execute on the services side of the business in conjunction with a software business, a product business, or a consultancy that's in a particular area like cybersecurity or whatever might be the domain, data warehousing, et cetera. So services as a business is about that business model. And what's nice about what we've developed is we've not only have the capability to manage the service economy workers, we can do all the financial expression of that. Because we have an ERP system that underlies that professional services automation, we can do billing, revenue recognition, forecasting, all those financials that would drop a GL entry in and make the CFO happy. So that's what I mean by services as a business. And, you know, in talking with customers and prospects, that term has really resonated for them because that's kind of where they're trying to go with the service side of their business. Yeah. Uh, Scott, this has been a great conversation. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm understanding a lot of now why you've got this enthusiasm about the new name, the new brand, the new position, new opportunities for Certinia. Uh, any final thoughts, Scott, before we wind down? Well, um, first of all, thank you for having me on. I, You know, we are kind of starting a new chapter in our company's history uh, with the rebranding to Certinia. Our platform for services business is our new uh, kind of battle cry. And everything that we've developed up to now is widely increased the aperture of who we are. Like financials is less than a third of the revenue we have today. If you look at it across the spectrum of all those different products, we now are a full end-to-end provider. And hence, Certinia is our new name. And we think it properly reflects not only the company we are today, it's the company we aspire to be. And so working with the large customers and the mid-tier customers that we have, we listen very carefully to what they need to get certainty in their environment, how to manage these very large and complex services organizations, and ultimately to have success. So we think the rebranding is the next chapter of our history. We think it's a really important thing to do because it reflects the nature of who we are. But more importantly, we see big things in our future. We continue to grow very rapidly, double-digit growth. We continue to see customers adopting our platform uh, more expansively around the world. And we feel like we're just getting going. There's a lot going on. So uh, thank you for the time and for the opportunity to be a part uh, of your podcast. Absolutely. Well, Scott Brown, CEO of Certinia, formerly Financial Force. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, fascinating conversation and best of luck to you. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. 
And folks, thanks to all of you for being with us on this special episode of Cloud Wars Live brought to you by Certenia. We'll see you next time.